Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Holy moly! Man, woman, and child in that bottom of the aisle. Johnny the Jet Riders just for a moose of their shoe. Oh, they don't have him yet? Look at Tommy Frazier. How many tackles can one man break? Touchdown. What's going on, Husker fans? Welcome back to Believe in Nebraska Football on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Sam Casacho, and coming off the bye, the Huskers suffered yet another loss to the Wisconsin Badgers by no less than one score. Another one-score loss to another ranked opponent. It was the same movie here, folks. I, I, It's hard to believe that... That a season would go this way. I think everybody in the college football world can't believe that it just every week it's the same story and that this would happen to the same team. It feels like you're snake bit, but it, it, it's watching the exact same thing happen every single week. What am I mean? Honestly, I get on here. It's like, what am I supposed to say? This week, you know, it's it's every week is a there's a catastrophic special teams play, some some bad, you know, bad timed. Offense, typically offensive line penalties. It, it's and that was the sto- same story here. The first possession and the last possession kickoff to the Badgers, ninety-one yard kickoff return. I I leaned into to my friend I was watching the game with and said, and watch that will be the difference in the game. Of course, and of course it was. It was a seven-point game. Outside of that one play, if you took that one play out, the Huskers had a. Uh, had played right with the Badgers and would have been in position to win the game at the end. That did, you know, then they didn't do it. There's plenty of other plays, you know, throughout the game that, that could have gone the Huskers way or not. Obviously everyone's going to talk about the, you know, the pass interference, no call that should, I mean, it should have been called. The announcers thought it should have been called on the last play of the game, fourth and 20, but there's, you know, it's not the only reason that, that that call, did you know, what would it have been? So it would have been first. The truth is the, the clock, I thought, had been mismanaged on that drive. We kept letting time go. Um, I, I know what the thought was, but it just wasn't time to let all the you, – you, you don't know what's going to happen to you, which ultimately mattered because, you know, you let the time run and we didn't have much time left, 15 to 20 seconds left on the clock when they took the holding penalty from the 10 – so then it's like first and goal from the, you know, from the 20. I thought that that they probably should have clock managed better on that final drive. And then on top of that, you know, you take the holding penalty. Then that's why, you know, that's why you'd want to want to clock manage a little better. I know that Scott said that he was going to go for two if they had tied the game there down 7. Um it just it just felt like the exact same the exact same game that we've watched every year it's become the identity of this team and that's really sad and it's really disappointing um I know I know that the Husker D black the black shirts uh one down a couple guys uh you had Blaze Gunnarsson and Jamari Butler kind of standing in for Jojo Doman uh at linebacker and you know Deontay Williams still out so and, and Caleb Tanner got injured in that game 
I honestly thought was encouraged. I know they gave up they they gave up some big runs. This Wisconsin team had gotten their run game figured out. I know they were down a back, but I that you know it, it, I don't, it, for Wisconsin it's not about the backs. Like it's about the their front. You know their offensive line making huge holes. That offensive line started making big holes against lots of teams, good defenses like Iowa. So I wasn't you know I thought that sure were there some big plays that if the Huskers could have limited that we probably would have had a better shot of winning the game. Yeah, but at the same time, you're going to, you know, that's what they do. The Huskers played well enough. This is probably the best I've seen the Huskers play Wisconsin in Frost, you know, in Frost time here. And it was another story of the of, of the statistics after the game. You know, this is the most yards that Wisconsin's given up this year. And it, it just, it doesn't, at the end of the day, Frost said, yeah, we over the last four years, they've been able to put up a lot of yards on Wisconsin. But none of them have been wins. <laughs> so, like, that's the stat that matters. That's the stat that matters. Um, at the end of the day, I know I've talked about it a lot this year, about what looking to get the win so that this team, which I think was a special team, it's unbelievable that this team is 3-8, and eight, would have something, to an accomplishment to show, you know, that what this team was. And unfortunately, that's just not going to happen at this point because not only is, you know, JoJo Doman's out, defenses, so now we're down stars on the defensive side of the ball, but Adrian Martinez gets hurt in this game and now – you know, we're out, we're out Martinez going into the Iowa game. So this team going into Iowa isn't going to be the the team that played Oklahoma and Michigan State and Michigan. I really wanted there to be a signature win for them to show their accomplishment, how far that they had come in terms of their play. And it's just not going to happen, and it's disappointing. And it's really disappointing that the reason that it's not going to happen is because we couldn't get special teams figured out. I mean, that's just a miserable way to start the game. And I knew there was no doubt in my mind when they it, that I was like it wasn't like in years past after that kick return where I'd be like okay here comes the blowout can't give that to Wisconsin they're way better than us I was like I'm sure we're gonna make this a game I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be a one score game that we lost because we did that and that is exactly what happened it was a great game the Huskers went down after giving up that play went drove right down the field on a great defense. Martinez making great throws to Samari Torre. We got, we were able, Marquis Step. We're banged up in the run game with, you know, no Ramir Johnson. We have Marquis Step standing in. Marvin Scott had some good runs. He went, they, you know, Mar, uh, Marquis Step, a great run to score a touchdown to tie it up. Right at, I mean, immediately after, answered on the road. Previous Nebraska teams would have, would not have done that, you know? They go three and out right after that. <laughs> and they, you know what I mean? The momentum shifts on them. These guys are fighters. It just, it just hasn't come out on the win column. It, you, what you watch is everything you want to see out of a football team outside of a couple special teams plays here and there, except for what you get in the result, which is a loss. It's just loss and after loss after loss, just one score against really good team against great teams. Wisconsin's playing great football right now. It's just not going to, you know, it's not going to happen for the Huskers this year in terms of an accomplishment. They, they, they just weren't able to get that win. And unfortunately the 2021 season will just go down as that, as that close, but no cigar every game. It's that's unbelievable to me. It's unbelievable to me that we will end this season with less wins in the big 10 than we did last year. This team's so much better than they were last year. Um, but that's just the way that it is. Um, we're, we're wrapping up 
this year. And to me, this this last game is kind of like, you know, what I mean, we fired the offensive coaching staff, you know, the leaders of the team outside of a couple guys here and there. It's going to be senior day, but Adrian's not going to be playing. JoJo Doman's not going to be playing. Sounds like Caleb Tanner's out. Damian Daniels is banged up. They're hoping to have Ramir Johnson back, but they don't know. I mean, it's just not the it's not the squad that went to battle against all of these great teams and came up short. It's not, you know, I ho- I still hope, obviously, for the Huskers that they find a way to win against a great Iowa team. Um, I think the Huskers probably I, I wish under I think I do feel like under other circumstances that that other guys would be playing. Like, would JoJo still be playing? You know, JoJo had that hand injury when he went to Ohio State. If we just won some games. Would he be playing, to, you know, in this one if they were going to be bowl eligible, if they could win? I mean, it's just it's it's so disappointing to have. To, to, I feel terrible to send these guys out who played this well that way, um, including Martinez, which I which I want to dive into a little bit here because I think that's really the big story. Like, regardless of what happened in Wisconsin, like winning in Wisconsin wasn't going to change anything. To be honest, it was going to change maybe help Martinez finally get a signature win. It felt like maybe it was his moment driving down the field. I mean, you got to the 10-yard line. You're about to tie the game. Frost was going to go for two. I mean, could could have happened. It could have, should have, would have is the, is the whole season. So it didn't happen. Um, and Martinez may have played his last game as a Husker. Um, that's kind of what I want to open up and talk about right now is that's what people have been calling for in Lincoln, right? Every time something bad happens with Martinez, and, and there were some bad things that happened with Martinez in this game, Um he threw two interceptions that ended up being, you know, we we lost the turnover battle over those picks. Um, he made a lot of great throws. I I, I continue to feel like I've watched the game. Like they did, they, I felt like they'd gotten some good packages in terms of pass protection that allowed for Martinez to maybe like roll out or something because it still looked like the tackles were getting burned by the edge rush of Wisconsin. But it just seemed like they kind of called some plays that allowed for Martinez to have a little more time to throw the ball, whether he's rolling out or it's a quick throw, but he gets hurt in the first half of this game. Um, decides to come back, gut it out, play, you know, play the second half played pretty well, to be honest, through, through what is a shoulder injury that's going to keep him out of this Iowa game. Um, but people have been calling for Logan Smothers and they're going to get it against Iowa. I think that I think it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think I think Logan Smothers is a good player. Um based on what I know about him while he's being recruited, um I know that he played through broken ribs in the state championship game, went on to win the game. To me the kid is is a baller. I know that he's technically a redshirt freshman this year, but it's not I think he's technically a freshman because last year doesn't count, but like some you know, some people are calling him a redshirt freshman because I think he burned his redshirt this year. Um in any case, he is to me, he's still very young and it doesn't have a ton of experience. And I think that the issues, I think that it's going to show up on Friday. The issues that I've been talking about that Martinez has had to deal with that they're really primarily offensive line issues. Like despite what a lot of the Nebraska faithful think that when Martinez has time, it's not really a problem. It's the problem is that we've, that last year we didn't have the receivers. Now we have the receivers, but the offensive line, we put, you know, we talked about this at length at the beginning of the season. Put Hymas, Matt Farniak in the NFL, and then we had issues in pass protection and running the ball for a large part of the season. For certainly the first half of the season, we couldn't run, you know, and it was because the holes weren't there. They weren't run blocking. It was just, it was just a growing process. 
um, for this young offensive line. And that's kind of been the story of Martinez's time here. It's just not been as smooth. There's always just seems to be something missing for him to operate the offense at a really high level. It's not to say that that Martinez hasn't done things wrong. Like I, I think that there have definitely been terrible turnovers at the worst times, sailing throws that he needs to make at, at, at the worst time. Like whatever bone Tom Brady has to make the throw when you have to make it, Martinez seems to just not have that at all. He doesn't have that bone in his body. He doesn't have that gene, that clutch gene. But I do think he's been cr- overly criticized. We'll see. Maybe Logan Smothers is going to come out there against a good Iowa defense and just sling it, and Frost will look like a kook for just being married to Martinez every year. Uh, maybe. It's possible. I don't think so. I think Martinez has played well this year, and I think not that Logan Smothers is going to struggle. I don't think that it's going to say very much about anything. I think Logan Smothers is a freshman who's going to be thrust into a game against a ranked opponent, a top defense in the country, and it's probably going to be difficult because his offensive line, since Prohaska has been out, has struggled to pass protect. I think that's probably what we're going to see. We're, we're going to find out. I mean, everyone's going to find out what that what that looks like. Um, if I were to take anything, you know, encouraging away from, you know, looking forward to this Iowa game, I think it's encouraging that I think there's been a lot of questions, particularly coming into this year, about Frost being able to develop guys. I think that Logan Smothers coming into games that he has as a really as a freshman, like the guy that's supposed to be like in terms of development, it was supposed to be Martinez. Then there was Luke McCaffrey, then Smothers. You know, Luke McCaffrey really should be starting this game. Luke McCaffrey decided to take his, you know, talents to the transfer portal and just bounce around this season. Go to Louisville, go to Rice. Maybe he'll come back next year. I mean, I you know, whatever he decided to do. I know there's been a lot of people that have criticized Frost for, like, not developing guys and guys going to the portal. But what's kind of shown to me, you know, in this Wisconsin game, and I think it's going to show going forward, is that, like, they do have guys. Like, in the Wisconsin game, you know, at the beginning of the year, there was a question in my mind, who's behind Dedrick Mills? I posed that question in the first, you know, in the – in the fall camp, you know, portion of, of this podcast. The, I think it's been answered. There are good backs in the room. Sevion Morrison still left the program. Why did Sevion Morrison leave the program? Cause he's getting beat out by guys. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not because I don't think it's because they're losing. You know what I mean? Like that's not why Sevion Morrison left. Sevion Morrison left because he was a top recruit who he got some time this year. This is my take. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know Sevion Morrison. And it's not like Scott Frost is getting up there and saying why he left. But, the you know, read the writing on the wall. Gabe Irvin is a true freshman. He started the season. He gets hurt. It's not Sevian Morrison. You know what I mean? Gabe Irvin's been there less time than Sevian Morrison. Yant, walk-on freshman, also ahead of him. Ramir Johnson. I mean, these guys are all good. Marquis Stepp played ahead of him. I think Sevian Morrison probably would have seen time in this game this week, given that you know, given that Ramir Johnson was out, um, he'd seen some time in the Michigan State. I mean, he'd seen time in some of these games. He decided to transfer because, I mean, re- you're reading the writing on the wall. Yant's going to end up have being a factor. He was clearly electric in a lot of in, in games this year. Gabe Irvin's going to return next year, probably will be a factor as well. You know what I mean? And they're going to be here for a number of years. How much playing time do you think you're going to get 
Some people like it's exactly like they said. It's about the kid. I don't mind seeing a kid like that leave because that was you know that situation was the same for Ramir Johnson. Ramir Johnson had been here longer. And how did the season start? The season started with Marky with Gabe Irvin and Marky Step getting most of the work, and he wasn't really getting any work. What did he? So could, he could have gone to the transfer portal. He was a highly recruited player too. He could have gone to the transfer portal. Instead, he said, "I'm going to work my tail off." Get, you know, and, and beat these guys out in practice. He did. He ended up being the lead guy. You know, if there was a lead, every, every you know, before him, there was a rotation. After that, after he kind of won out as a pass protector, as, as, a, as a catcher, I mean, he was just, he was the guy. And he became the guy because he worked for it. Sevian Morrison wants to leave. What I've seen from this Frost team this year, one thing, is that particularly in these last, you know, game or so, that there is depth and that he is developing players. We had Blaze Gunnerson and Jamari Butler come in for Jojo Doman. This still looked like the black shirts, you know, at, at multiple levels, we had young guys that had to come in to the, for that defense and play against a, a, a Wisconsin Badger team and looked better than we had, we had in years past doing it. That's progress. I mean, that's developing players. And the same goes for, so you have a guy, get Bermier Johnson's injured, Gabe Irvin's already injured, then you have Sevion Morrison leave, and you still are able to run the ball against one of the best run defenses in the country. Because you have, you have a, st- a running back, a good running back room. That's, we're not having a problem with developing players. And because Sevion Morrison left, I think that's just become the nature of the new transfer rules that's going to happen. It doesn't help that we're losing games, but I just think that there's been some kind of alarmist nature about the people leaving the program. Like, I know there was a lot of concern about some of the wide receivers leaving the program. And look at this season. Like, there's, I mean, I know some of these guys, like Samari Torres, a transfer. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Like, if you get a transfer and he's winning, like, great. We had Marquis Step transfer in. He didn't win. You know what I mean? We were the, the talent of Ramir Johnson and Gabe Irvin, like those guys ultimately ended up playing more. Yeah, a walk-on ended up playing more than transfer. Like, it doesn't matter where you get the guys as long as you get them. And it seems like as guys go down this year or are not involved, we are not losing our, like, our strengths or our identity as a team. And that I think I think that showed against Wisconsin. We were still, still, we still were able to run the ball at the same tick that we were. I think there were still issues, but I don't think it was the running backs. We still have good running backs. When we lost Maurice Washington in the in the second year under Frost and didn't have Divino Zigbo anymore, that was kind of a real problem. Like we didn't really have a running backs to replace them. Like this, the cupboard was kind of bare, and it was definitely a concern. Like we ended up have overusing Wandale Robinson at running back, which led to his transfer. That was really you know, if you want to blame Scott for anybody leaving this program, Wandale is the you know is the first person you should look to. I think Nebraska showed progress in this area in the Wisconsin game. You know, we're not going to be able to change the win column. But as Trev Albers has kind of pointed out, we're looking for progress in other areas. And I think in the Wisconsin game, though we didn't win the game, you could look to see to see that, like, yes, down number of star starters still kept the same identity to a large degree defensively and, you know, offensively in terms of running backs. Like, we didn't have the same problem as in years past. There was a next man up. There was a next man up in the running back room, next man up for, for JoJo Doman, et cetera. So I think that's what we're going to want to continue to see for the Iowa game. You know, is, is it going to be a win? I know Nebraska was started 
out being favored for this game. And then the news of Martinez being out came that, that Iowa moved to being favored. I can't believe Nebraska was favored in the game to begin with, given that like they just seem to lose by one score to every team they play. <laughs> but you would think that like, you know, I feel like if you, if you had known that at the beginning of the year or like just noticed the trend at a certain point, halfway through the year, you could have made a ton of money. Just, yeah, they're going to lose between three and eight points every game. But I digress. Ultimately, this team that we're going to kind of field against Iowa isn't going to be, you know, we're, we're, you're out Martinez. So already the identity of the team is, is kind of different, particularly on offense. You're already talking about being down, you know, Ramir Johnson. He may be back, but like, you know, in case they're not, they're, the Huskers are banged up. And it's at the end of a, of a lost season. You know, we're, we're going to see what they what they field out there. It's exciting to see Logan Smothers. I don't want to draw too many conclusions about what Logan does in this one game. He's looked good so far in playing. But the truth is, you know, he he's uh, had limited experience. You know, Mac Jones didn't look like Mac Jones when he had to go in for an injured Tua. You know, I, I, you know even on a Al- team like Alabama that is, you know, t- tons of talent, it's not easy to jump into the season, particularly <laughs> – to jump into at the end of the season in the rivalry trophy game against one of the nation's best defenses. That's not the spot you want to be in as a, as a freshman quarterback. But that's the spot Logan's in. Um, I think we Frost, Frost said that we're going to see Harburg a little bit too. So I think mostly what I want to see out of those guys is not to go out there and see them necessarily dominate. Um, but what I want, I do want to see is just like I talked about with the running back room. I want to see that these are talented guys. I mean, we've already kind of seen that from Logan, but like from both guys, just see that like, have there be a sense of reassurement that like the there is talent development on this team. Now what, you know, problems does Iowa present for the Huskers in terms of actually playing this game? Um it's it's a it's very similar to Wisconsin in a lot of ways. They they play great D. Um earlier in the year they were playing uh Spencer Petrus at quarterback. Um now they're playing Alex Padilla. I think that they you know there's different quarterbacks, but ultimately I think they offer the same same skill set. Um, they're they're gonna they're gonna run the same. It's, you know they're, they're not gonna it's not gonna d- change anything about the way that Iowa approached the game. Their offense has been getting going better than it was early in the season, a lot like Wisconsin. And then ultimately, you know, it's it's about stopping their run game. Uh, Tyler Goodson's been a, you know is a great back all year, fast, strong, makes that one up you know one cut up field in a in a zone run scheme. Uh, Nebraska's got to be ready for it. I mean, if anything. They have to do a better job against Iowa than they did against Wisconsin of stopping the big play. Uh, probably tackle better. You know, there was a lot of arm grabbing, particularly on the 91-yard uh, kick return. But on, on lots of other plays where, you know, you're trying to, you know, bring bring a guy down in, in, in the hole and, and it bounces off. And next thing you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bigger play. So that'll be the, the key to stopping Iowa in this game. And that's kind of what they present. Um, they're great at, you know, a defense is great at taking the ball away, which is not, you know, you don't want to be starting a freshman quarterback in his first start against a defense like that, but that's what stands before Logan Smothers. So ultimately, what does a win mean? A win means, you know, it, you know, playing specifically this team, you're playing a rivalry game, kind of the battle for the border between Iowa and Nebraska. This game's always going to have some significance. So it's great to have that be the last game. You know, if you're going to play a game in a lost season, this is a good way to end it because at least you could feel good about that. I don't think that winning this game says a ton about the future. I think it helps going into recruiting 
to be like, look, we were on our way to getting over the hump. We won the last one. But I mean, ultimately, it's still what a four and eight season. <laughs> like, it's not. You still didn't make a bowl. It, it was a lot of losses. Um, I think it would be great to for the for the amount of players that were on this team. Geez, the best three and eight team in the country. I, I I really hope for them that they are able to to get a win here. Um, and I think it's important to continue to show the depth. I'm I'm excited about the prospect of maybe seeing Harburg out there in some plays. Um. And just seeing the backs continue to play at a, at a high level, it's, a, it's another big, it's another challenging team. It's another ranked team. So hopefully these guys show up. You know, ultimately, do I think that that's the, that that they're probably going to win? No, I don't, because it's just it's the, it's the end of the year. We're we're banged up. We're out our probably our best player, at least certainly on offense. It you know it Adrian Martinez for all of his faults was was a huge part of what we were able to do offensively this year. He had a great season. Um, you know, we'll discuss more about his potential of being back. Maybe that we'll know by by the by next week. I doubt it, but you know, it's been been a tough year for him, and it stinks that he can't close it out. It stinks that like we know him that at least Adrian won't get a win this year. But I, you know, the Huskers as a as a team, as a Nebraska fan, it's great to watch the Huskers close the year with Iowa. And hopefully they play them tough. That's our show for this week. Tune in next week for the final regular season episode and to see how the Huskers fared against the Hawkeyes. Bet you money it was a one-score loss. And as always, go Big Red. was raised in Nebraska, but one time I journeyed south, and the things those Okies said down there made me wipe out a couple of miles. They like their Sooner football, and they don't like the Huskers enough, but I surprised them all when I sang this song, I made them take off and run. You can boast about your victory Tell me all about your team But when we meet on the football field Your bridges won't be clean You can brag about the Sooners And sing your old fight song But don't come across our borderline Cause you knuckleheads don't belong Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.